This is exactly right. Hello. We want to take a second to tell you about one of our favorite podcasts, Disgraceland. If you like music, pop culture, and true crime, this is the podcast for you. Through host Jake Brennan's deeply researched storytelling, you'll hear all about the lives and crimes of musicians like Jerry Lee Lewis, Jay-Z, The Rolling Stones, and so many more. And now Disgraceland is expanding to include artists, actors, athletes, and other icons from Anthony Bourdain to Andy Warhol. Full episodes are released every Tuesday. Check out Disgraceland on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you like to listen. Goodbye. favorite murder the mini sewed it's mini it's so monday let's grab a sewed do it <laughs> grab a road soda <laughs> did it did anyone you know ever call beers road sodas no take it on your way to a party that's drinking and driving oh no that's my special my special group of alcoholics that you sounds like that. a sacramento thing it's very uh floodplain behavior for sure <laughs> road soda <laughs> road soda you have to drink on your way places because what if you get caught there in reality? Oh my God. Did you what guys you do beer caught? funds? Beer funds. What's that? It's when like we're about to go get beer and like everyone needs to put in beer funds. Beer funds. Oh. Everyone throws money in. And then you stand outside a grocery store or liquor store and find an older person willing to buy you liquor or booze. Hell yeah. We did that a lot. Yeah. I told you the story of us walking up. <laughs> Please honestly stop me and Stephen can take this out if I've told this before. <laughs> but in high school, we did this thing one time where it was the Alpha Beta Shopping Center. So it was actually kind of a really big shopping Alpha center. Beta. Alpha Beta is a very 70s, early 80s grocery store oh, yeah. with a weird. Did you guys have Alpha Beta? Yeah, we had an Alpha Beta, yeah. And it was like, it was a rainbow, but it was earth tones. It couldn't have been more like <laughs> 70s. 1978. Oh my yeah. God. So we're in the Alpha Beta Shopping Center, me and my friend Christine and like a bunch of our other friends. But Christine and I are the ones that are on task. And we yeah. have like $60 that we've collected Whoa. from everybody. $60 in beer funds. In beer funds, right. And we, some kid that we didn't know, but was clearly another high school, like junior or senior trying mm -hmm. to get liquors. Like, you should go over there. There's guys over there that'll buy for you. Mm -hmm. So we walk over to the scuzziest looking station wagon. That's like, <laughs> what, the tires are kind of flat. It's uh -huh. way too low to the ground. And there's two dudes in it that look like they live on a riverbank. Like it was <laughs> insanely sketchy. And we just immediately lean and we're like, hey, will you buy liquor for us? And they're like, totally. And so we lean in and start listing off all of the different liquors right. and flavors of peach wine. Knobs, but get the yeah. peach, the fuzzy peach, not the regular peach. But if they don't have regular right. peach, you can get peppermint schnapps. Always get peppermint schnapps. Right. We we gave our order for literally five minutes. <laughs> the guy's looking up like, uh-huh. Like after a while, he just thinks it's funny. And he goes, sounds good. Takes the money. They throw it into reverse and drive yeah, away. Of course they do. If just without even pausing. It was right. so hilarious <laughs> and borderline dangerous. They oh, were like, guys. It was nowadays, so your, your parents just buy it for you. No. That's yeah. Anyways. Right. Are you ready? Yeah. Let's tell stories. The subject line of this is hostile haunting. Hey, everyone. I have a ghost story for you. 
I've had weird experiences with the supernatural throughout my life, starting when I was really little, and things slowed down as I got older. <laughs> they always do, mm -hmm. but haven't completely stopped. One year in college, I went to Chicago with some of my classmates for spring break. We stayed at a hostel, as thrifty college kids do, mm. and all was well until I was getting ready for bed the first night. After getting out of the shower, I noticed some small, strange, dark marks in various places on my legs. They wouldn't wipe off, and they didn't hurt. But I unsuccessfully racked my brain trying to think of what I'd done in previous days that would have caused them. Nothing came to mind. I just shrugged it off and went to bed. The next morning when I woke up, the marks were a little darker. I thought it was super weird, but I just tried to ignore it and enjoy my trip. By the end of the following day, I had full-blown handprints <gasps> up and down both legs, concentrated more on my calves and shins. I freaked out and started crying, and when I showed my friends, I could tell they were all freaked out too, but didn't want to scare me more. <laughs> a friend reassured me by saying that if it was a ghost, they probably would have already hurt me if they actually wanted to. <laughs> Thanks, friend. <laughs> Thanks, best friend. This is, that's so me. You're, you're clamoring for some words of comfort. So you just say whatever pops into your head and don't really think about it first. Uh, this is comfort. I'm sure of it. I'm not sure if that actually made me feel better or not, but nothing worse happened and the bruises faded after we went back home. I don't remember the name of the hostel we stayed at, so I can't really Google its history, but I'm still curious about what that building um, could have been before it was a hostel. I think someone said it was a girls boarding school, which would also explain the smaller than average size of the handprints. <laughs> But I can't confirm that. I feel like a hostel is haunted enough. Like it doesn't Help. need to be anything else. Uh, anyway, stay sexy and teach social distancing to your ghosts. Shannon. Creepy. You know what? Tiny what I would have said if I was if I was Shannon's trying to be yeah. um, comforting, but actually very insensitive friend. Mm -hmm. I would have said I, it's probably not a ghost. It's probably a really little guy that's coming in and just touching <laughs> your cat. It's probably a tiny demon. It's fine. <laughs> Don't worry about it. I think it's a it's a grad student from down the hall that's just got real tiny little baby hands. It's a ghost baby demon grad student <laughs> with baby tiny hands. Don't Who worry about it. Calf fetish right. for you. So it's fine. It, it's a compliment. <laughs> it's a compliment. You have great calves. <laughs> oh, that's a good story. Yeah. You should look it up. Someone Find tell us, yeah, what that what means. That hostels what hostels yeah, mean. Okay, this one's just called Hometown Story. Um, it starts. So uh here we go. My uncle has spent his whole life working in the British music industry, mostly working gigs and managing bands. Ooh. Fun. One late, Who are they? I know. One late night in the 80s, my uncle was driving home from work in his van. He was slow getting home, so he stopped by a payphone to call my grandparents and let them know he'd be home late. That night, he woke up to cops ramming down his door. He was promptly arrested on suspicion of extortion and kidnapping. Turns out some rich guy's daughter was kidnapped for ransom and was expected to negotiate at that exact payphone around the time my clueless uncle showed up, van and all. After searching my uncle's mini cottage on the edge of my grandparents' property, the police realized they had the wrong guy. My uncle probably could have made some sweet cash out of being falsely arrested and searched without a warrant. But alas, they made an agreement to pretend it never happened due to the massive bag of weed hidden under his bed. <laughs> <laughs> Just as well they didn't search my grandparents, as my grandpa was in the possession of an unregistered pistol he'd uh stolen from under the pillow of a murderous chef working at his restaurant. 
What? My grandpa had a few shifty restaurants near his sister's brothel, so there were a few wild things going on there. I'll save that for another time. You guys are an integral part of grounding myself when I'm drenched in sweat post-PTSD nightmares. Thank you for gently and hilariously reminding me that it could be worse and normalizing getting help. We should all feel safe to discuss therapy and meds. Bless, K. Okay. <laughs> K uh, identifies as she, her, also. Uh... Okay, I just want to say that whole family should be arrested and put in prison. <laughs> or are they our best friends now? Or should they be our best or, friends? Or, or they should open a pot store. Right, here's another idea. They open a hostel. <laughs> hey. hey! Hey! Hey, a hostel with a sketchy restaurant at the bottom and a weed store on the top. And a brothel close by. Amen. Okay. Um, the subject line of this is, well, it gives it all away. Okay. I'll just read the introduction is whatever the greeting is my favorite badass podcasting babes i first want to start off by saying thank you for always keeping me sane i've been listening to your podcast for a few years now and it's gotten me through the hell that is nursing school Mm. ah yay nurses we need you as someone who works in a psychiatric unit i always love karen's stories about her badass nurse mom uh head nurse by the way, <laughs> now enough about me. Let's get to the real reason I'm writing you guys. In the 80s, my dad was in his early 20s. And just like Steven, he had a killer mustache. <laughs> my dad at the time would go out to Colorado to work at my uncle's ranch. My dad was dating my mom at the time who lived in Illinois. So on an off week, my dad boarded what he thought would be a routine late night flight home. Little did he know it was far from that. My dad boarded, greeted his seat neighbor, and sat down expecting to sleep the whole flight home. Shortly after my dad fell asleep, he woke up to a commotion in the row in front of him. The flight attendants were surrounding an elderly woman and her family, trying to figure out what to do. Suddenly, the the flight attendants asked, is there a doctor on board? Turns out the man sitting next to my dad was an ER doctor. He jumped up and took my dad with him. And while the doctor tended to the woman, my dad stood there in shock and became his assistant. (laughs) According to the family the woman had many illnesses and was very sick unfortunately she passed (gasps) after everything was wrapped up my dad and the doctor went back to their seats neither of them had ever dealt with death on a plane so they just assumed everything would be handled when they landed nope the plane took an emergency landing in the middle of nowhere (gasps) so my dad and the doctor could sign a death certificate what (laughs) they list the dad first it's like i think the doctor signed the death certificate (laughs) your dad was the witness oh my god <laughs> when the plane landed, my dad and the doctor were escorted off by airplane police. And then in parentheses, I don't know their official title. Mm-hmm. I'd think an air marshal, right? Sure. Uh, to an office to file the paperwork. My dad assumed they would also take the body off the plane when they landed, but he was wrong again. When they boarded back onto the plane, the woman was still sitting in her chair. This time she was propped up and wrapped in one of those thin airplane blankets. It looked like a weekend at Bernie's situation, according to my dad. The plane took off and landed safely in Illinois, where the woman was finally taken off the plane by the coroner. The best part of this is the coroner used the airplane blanket to cover the body while carrying her out. My dad was safely reunited with my mom, whom he eventually convinced to road trip back with him at the end of the week. Yeah. My dad has many crazy dead body stories, but this one is my favorite. Stay sexy and make sure you're not sitting next to a doctor on the plane. Thank you for all you do, Rachel. Can you imagine being like, well, that didn't work. Let's go back to our seats. What the fuck? That's so heavy. That's so heavy. And also... 
Also, I love that the dad thought they would leave the body. It's like, sorry, she paid that ticket. You have to take her. She needs to go where she needs yeah, to go. Yeah, but like, can you bring her backstage? Is there a backstage? <laughs> you can, there's there's poor no woman backstage. is just like sitting there while like there's snacks are being spot. served. Yeah, sorry. Those oh. pretzels aren't going to taste too good this time. It, you know what? Yeah. You can have someone you get off the plane. You can't. It's so... It's a lot. It's dark. Um, this one, I'm not going to say the name of it, but this is one of my favorite, um, like, ill-fated town stories that I've just oh. been obsessed with my whole life. So it okay. starts, hi, all. Since we're all into underground ghost towns these days, I thought I'd give you the opposite. A ghost town that has been on fire for over 50 years. What? I grew up near Cent- uh, Centralia. Centralia? I grew up near Centralia, Pennsylvania, a town that was once a busy town with a booming coal mining industry. It is possible the town itself was doomed from the start when in 1868, its founder, Alexander Ray, was murdered in a routine buggy ride to a nearby town. His death was attributed to a gang of Molly Maguires, which is a secret society of Irish immigrant activists. Why I'm pointing at you. <laughs> you know, like you, Karen. <laughs> My people, yes. Yeah. Though they may have been framed by owners of the mines who feared the Mollies would unionize their workers. And then it just says in parentheses, America. <laughs> um, cut to 100 years later in 1962 when the town decided to clean up the local dump ahead of Memorial Day celebrations. In true 1960s fashion, the method for cleaning the landfill was to set it on fire. No! Unlike in previous years, they were not able to put the fire out. The coal veins under the dump caught fire. It spread underground to other coal veins and eventually to the many abandoned mine tunnels and coal deposits under the entire town. There's fucking video of this online. You can see it. Um, officials attempted to put out the fire, but it was nearly impossible to determine which of the many tunnels and veins were feeding the fire. For years, the fire burned on. The temperature of the ground became nearly 900 degrees and smoke and steam would pour from cracks in the ground, sinkholes, and even residents basements in 1981 a 12 year old boy fell into a steaming sinkhole that had suddenly opened in his backyard this has everything i mean (laughs) this story but also they still lived i mean it's like they were like well where do we go this is our whole town this is our fucking town it's It's not my house is on fire underground it's the whole fucking place our earth is on fire (laughs) our earth our Our little piece of earth yeah his simmering his cousin pulled him out of the hole which was billowing hot steam with lethal levels of carbon monoxide so he survived (gasps) residents of centrella were divided on whether the fire posed a true risk as many did not want to relocate Locate from their hometown. After the sinkhole incident, a thousand people were re- relocated and 500 structures were demolished. It was a very painful chapter for these residents, and even a few stayed behind, and five or so remain today. <gasps> Whoa. Fucking fire ghost town. I mean, growing up, we would drive through. Their skin looks amazing. (laughs) The steam is like opens the pores. Growing up, we would drive through Centrilla to see the eerie steam and smoke arising from the ground at the cemetery. Today, it looks like an overgrown field with mysterious cracked and buckling roads paved through the foundations of some homes hinting to a past not forgotten. It is less common now to see the smoke as as it is possible the fire is nearly burned out or migrated underground. But the apocalyptic aura remains. Stay sexy and don't burn trash. Mo. (laughs) (laughs) Or Mo. M-O-W. Amazing. Don't burn trash. 
God, I would love to see video of that from when it was at its height. Because I yeah. think that um, there's a video game. Is it uh, Silent Hill that's based on they designed the landscape of that video game based on that city? Wow. This, this is definitely yeah, like. No, they did. They did. Wow. That's right. I just, I just saw it. Yeah. Woo. Millennial. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so good. That's so great. I fucking, and I, yeah, I think there's like like 80s video, like Geraldo Rivera did a special on it or some shit. And I just remember seeing it and being like, I'm totally looking fire at ghost town. When I was just home in Petaluma, we um, uh, one night because my cousin Stevie and Kim came over and we all ate dinner and we all started telling stories about the dump, which is where mm. like because we lived so far out in the country there was no garbage pickup you right. had to take your own garbage to the dump amazing and it was a like a thing that we did like once a month my dad would always be like want to go to the dumps with me and you'd yes. always say yes because it was like a you know poor people's amusement park essentially <laughs> and it was like that's that's when i started getting obsessed with like what would eventually be vintage stores yeah but at the time i would stand on the on the edge of that did big you, pit did you go through like, things what if there's something down there well no it was like a 30 foot drop between oh. where you pull because it was old oh. school dump where you my dad would back the truck up to the <gasps> edge of this pit and you just dump everything out like lovely all bones together. lovely bone style exactly but like i mean refrigerators but and stuff well, there was this, it was a city run thing. So you couldn't dump paint there. And there right. was like a slightly extra area. But in the seventies, it was like, go put whatever you want out sure. there. Like it's have at. Sometimes it so caught really on fire. Sometimes it didn't. Yeah. Sometimes it would be treasure. Remember, I mean, I would just like scan. Remember they would have, well, at least where I'm from in Orange County, they would have a, um, a like a, a, at the new year, they'd have a Christmas tree fire. <laughs> Everyone bought their Christmas trees. Ooh. I only remember this once. So maybe it really didn't go well. But <laughs> and we're Jewish. So like we didn't have anything to bring. I think we just went to watch the Christmas tree fire. Sure. Like a, like a bonfire. Yeah. It sounds but like, like a huge fucking towering thing of Christmas trees. <laughs> Must have smelled amazing. Yeah. yeah. Yankee Candle yeah, yeah. Store. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Your turn. Last, Your turn? Lasties. Okay. Yeah. I love you, Centralia. Good job, Centralia. I love you. I mean, what a. Oh, truly. If you ever want to make just, up a place where you're from, do that, Centralia. It's me. It's, it's me. I'm from Centralia. It's me. What do you expect? <laughs> I live in a okay. hostel now. Georgia, have you ever been blown away by the most simple dish at a restaurant? Like, perfectly scrambled eggs. Oh my God. Yes, Karen. And then all I want to do is make that dish at home and eat it every day. Well, you probably could as long as you have the chef's secret ingredient made in cookware. Made in was created to bring restaurant quality performance kitchenware to home chefs around the world. For years, they've built their business by supplying restaurants and top chefs with high-end cookware. Some of Tom Colicchio's most treasured dishes at his restaurant craft are made in Maiden. Whether you're cooking for professional critics or just the critics you live with, your meals will benefit from the quality of made-in products. Like their carbon steel cookware, it combines the best of both cast iron and stainless steel clad, so it's rugged enough for grills or an open flame. It's the MVP of summer cookouts and cook-ins. What I really love about made-in cookware is that it actually makes something like having a Memorial Day barbecue much more convenient because you can keep everything on the grill if you need to throw, say, a pan of garlic up on the top while you're grilling your steaks on the bottom. It's strong enough, durable enough to do that. If you want to take your cooking to the next level, remember what so many great dishes have in common. They're all made in, made in. Save up to 25% this Memorial Day from May 18th through May 27th when you visit 
visit madeincookware.com. That's M-A-D-E-I-N cookware.com. Goodbye. There's something about the sound of an old-timey cash register that really takes me back. I know. It sounds like someone is about to hand me an ice cream cone, but it also sounds like we just sold some merch. That's right. And if you're a Shopify user like us, you know that this sound means you just made a sale. Shopify has helped millions of businesses sell their products online, but did you know they also offer the same support for brick and mortar stores? From accepting payments to managing inventory, they have everything you need to sell in person. So give your point of sale system a serious upgrade with Shopify. Shopify POS tracks sales across all your locations. That way you'll always know what you have in stock and where. They also provide reliable tech that fits your unique retail needs, like turning a tablet into a credit card reader. And if you're looking to reach new customers, check out Shopify's marketing tools. They're easy to use and they integrate with all social media platforms. With Shopify, we have a powerful partner for managing our sales. And if you're a business owner, you can too. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period today at shopify.com murder. And here's the important note, that promo code is all lowercase. So go to shopify.com slash murder and take your retail business to the next level. That's shopify.com slash murder. Again, don't forget the code is all lowercase. Goodbye. If you're like me, you're always looking for a story to dive into. Whether it's a family drama or a mystery to solve, the key to getting hooked is the details. I need rich visuals and intricate storylines, and June's Journey has that and more. June's Journey is a mobile mystery game that follows June Parker, a daring young woman, on a quest to uncover the truth about her sister's murder. This is your chance to test your detective skills because you'll play the game as June herself. Explore beautifully designed scenes from the 1920s, like lavish estates and gardens, and don't forget to keep an eye out for hidden clues. There are twists, turns, and catchy tunes, all leading you deeper into the thrilling storyline. And if you play well enough, you could make it to the detective club. There, you'll chat with other players and compete with or against them. June needs your help, but watch out, you never know which character might be a villain. Shocking family secrets will be revealed, but will you crack the case? Find out as you escape this world and dive into June's world of mystery, murder, and romance. It's all just one tap away. Discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. That's June's Journey. Download the game for free on iOS and Android. Goodbye. This is, uh, the subject line of this is a, a kids say the darndest things story. Oh, Lighthearted. <laughs> so... I, I was listening to the minisode about the girl who told her teacher my dad beat me and I immediately <laughs> chuckled because there's some because something similar happened to me. My mother, parentheses, a badass trauma ICU nurse Whoa. who worked on the south side of Chicago while I was growing up. Holy, Holy shit. Just a warrior. Props to all Chicago nurses. Mm-hmm. Um was at work one day when I was very young, leaving me at home with my dad. My dad was swinging me around in circles. <laughs> oh, what? Sorry. My dad was swinging me around in circles in our backyard when pop goes my elbow, dislocating it. <laughs> also known as a nursemaid's elbow, a fairly common injury in younger children. We're so, they're so pliable, little kids. They really are. You know, my dad told me that I looked at him in horror and screamed, you broke my arm, (laughs) which was my first full sentence, according to my dad. (laughs) So she's or yeah, I think it's she because it's Gina. A, A little enough baby. Two. That's like two. Yeah. 
that it's like first sentence area. You and broke her my friends is screaming. You broke my arm, which was uh, uh, uh. my dad freaked out and called my mom, who told him to simply take me to the ER so they can pop it back into place. I can't. She keeps screaming. You broke my arm. <laughs> They're going to think I'm beating her. My dad frantically replied. My mother ended up clocking out for lunch, driving home, popping my oh. arm back into place in a matter of seconds and leaving to finish her shift. Oh my, God. my mom was always calm in emergency situations like when my dad cut the tip of his finger off in a sausage grinder or when she saved a man from choking to death at a fish fry by performing CPR. She's incredible and the reason both my younger brother and I are now ER nurses. Oh, Holy shit. Wow. It's a dynasty. Except you guys for your dad. Absolutely. What, what? Except for your dad. <laughs> 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 her dad, her Except dad. your dad, he's useless. He is. Uh, he runs a business breaking children's arms. <laughs> he runs a child's mafia business. <laughs> it's pretty adorable, actually. It's actually they only borrow quarters from each other. Aww. Oh, precious! You guys are the absolute fucking best. Thank you for being you, Gina. Gina, I love that. I love that story. That's a great I one. I love that story. Send us those, you guys. Send us nurse nurse mom stories. Right? Always send send nurse mom stories. Also, if you send us a story and you talk about your mother, father, grandpa, grandma, please tell us their names. That's right. Please. Well, speaking of grandpa, I have one and I don't think his name's in this. That's okay. Sweet. Oh, also, what about um? if you ever found anything amazing at the dump in the 70s <gasps> or 80s, I would like to hear that story because that's my dream. Amazing and or it, horrible. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, absolutely horrible yeah. or, you know creepy or whatever but like if you have a good dump going to the dumps yeah. story people who live out in the country i'm talking to you or like, let's hear them if there's like a town dump rumor we want to hear yes. about that yeah okay yeah. this one i'm not gonna read the title it just says hi no bullshit just hi <laughs> <laughs> this happened to a friend of mine and i've never been so jealous his grandfather on his mother's side was getting up in years and developed dementia he started telling wild stories of exotic countries he'd visited for work and crazy investigations he'd conducted there. Following mm -hmm. doctor's orders, when he got into these stories, his family had to reorient him by saying, no, Grandpa, you worked for the phone company, remember? As an engineer, you traveled a little, but only in this country. So they just completely ruined his hopes and dementia dreams. They just negated his whole fantasy. Right. Fast forward a few months and Grandpa sadly passed away. While cleaning out his house and moving his belongings, his children lifted up the mattress to find, all caps, his fucking CIA badge and identification. <gasps> what? Yep. All those stories were 100% true. He <sighs> did work for the Bell Atlantic phone company, but it was unclear to his family whether the CIA had assigned him there to assist with phone tapping or he started there and the CIA hired him because they thought he'd be helpful, a helpful resource. Either or way... The phone company is a complete uh, a front That's right. for the CIA. That's phones right. aren't even real. <laughs> phones aren't even real. Oh, my God. My head hurts. Um, ba -ba 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 -ba. Either way, they started putting together weird details that suddenly made sense. For example, that he'd gone for weeks at a time, quote, lecturing, and that one time he'd had a few drinks and hypnotized slash brainwashed a woman in the middle of a party. <laughs> <laughs> they couldn't get any details about his work, but it's still the coolest damn thing ever. Stay sexy and, do and don't not believe your grandpa's wild stories. Kate. 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 If that's true, and it better be, that's the best thing of all time. Uh, because this was my only thing. I flinched at the idea 
what's a CIA badge? Isn't the whole right. thing with CIA is that no one knows you work there? <laughs> sure, <laughs> I like, guess they wouldn't be are like you wearing your laminate. From they don't the have like a sash, like a <laughs> Miss America sash. It's actually it looks like a Cinnabon shirt, <laughs> but it just says CIA and smell. It was smell so good. It's one of those like auto insurance things that people stand on the arrows that guys stand on the corner and flip and stuff. And but it points to you and says, I'm, the CIA. I'm in the CIA. <laughs> Me. That's your badge. That's your badge. Your badge is a whole guy that can do sign acrobatics. You know what? Everyone right now make a fake CIA badge and put it under your mattress just in case something happens just in to case you. For, just to fuck with your family. Let's fucking but, do it. It makes sense, though, because I bet you this is my theory. The way uh, dementia usually works is your I think your, your brain goes backwards in time, like it erodes. Uh-huh. So your memories become more and more from before. Right. So maybe it was like he worked in his 20s or 30s or 40s or whatever yeah. in, in the CIA and then just kind of like went into fi- wiretapping, which is much easier and more low key right. in his later years. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, his, that's what his brain is remembering. And he's forgotten that he's not supposed to talk about it. Yes. So he think, oh, my God. The whole part of his brain that says Ixnay, so you have to put that in the vault, like the yeah. vault door opened. That's right. And then he was just like, guys, you wouldn't believe the shit I've done. Oh, my God. <laughs> I love. I'm sorry, but that's an, a real upside. It is. To a terrible disease. It is. Bless is, his heart. Um, send us your stories. There's so many options at this point. If you don't have a story send it and we'll make it we'll start making the thing because i <laughs> we'll bet throw it's some good nouns and adjectives in you'll be fine that's right just just uh yeah but yeah thank you <laughs> just thank you and stay sexy and don't get murdered goodbye, goodbye. Yeah. elvis do you want a cookie <laughs>